Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From Equitymates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. The world's biggest pizza maker is leaving the home of pizza. Domino's should have taken its chances elsewhere. The birthplace of pizza doesn't want a slice. Domino's Pizza is the largest pizza company in the world, with more than 17,000 stores in 90 countries. But the home of pizza, Italy, was always going to be their biggest challenge. In 2015, the company launched in Italy with big plans, 880 stores by 2030. But seven years later, Domino's Italy has declared bankruptcy. The conclusion, perhaps unsurprisingly, was clear. Italians didn't like American-style pizza. It's Monday, the 15th of August, and today I want to know, whoever thought Domino's in Italy was a good idea? To talk about this today, I'm joined by the co-founder of Equitymates and my colleague, Alec Ranahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Hey, Sasha. This uh, episode is going to make me hungry. I can already feel it. All right. What's your order then? What's your go-to for pizza? Oh, look, like the Italians, I've got to say Domino's (laughs) isn't my (laughs) go-to. I don't think you're alone there, Alec, but we won't be pizza snobs. Let's keep on with the story. So first of all, I just want you to clear up a bit of complexity around the Domino's brand, because when we're talking about it, there's actually three listed companies with the same name. Domino's Pizza listed on the New York Stock Exchange, Domino's Pizza Group listed on the London Stock Exchange and Domino's Pizza Enterprises, which is listed here on the Australian Stock Exchange. So the big question, which one thought it was going to be the good idea to go to Italy? Yeah, that's right. The Domino story can get a little bit complex because, as you said, there's a number of different companies that all share the same name. So Domino's is a franchise business, much like McDonald's or KFC or a lot of their fast food peers. Domino's Pizza, the American listed company, is the parent company. They're the franchisor. This is a Domino's Pizza store, a store of pizza specialists. Then there are a number of massive franchisee companies. The British Domino's Pizza Group, Australia's Domino's Pizza Enterprises are two of the bigger franchisees. Go! Thanks to a clever new delivery system called Heatwave. But there's also franchise businesses listed on stock exchanges in Mexico and India. Now, Domino's Pizza Enterprises listed in Australia has the rights to Australia, New Zealand, Belgium, France, the Netherlands, Japan, Luxembourg, Denmark and Taiwan. It's a pretty big business. While Britain's Domino's Pizza Group, listed in London, has the rights to the United Kingdom, Ireland, Germany and Switzerland. And Sasha, to make it even more confusing, there's actually two Domino's listed in London. There's also DP Eurasia, which controls Domino's in Turkey, Russia, Azerbaijan and Georgia. But put all that to one side, Sasha, because today we're talking about the American parent company. They were the ones who decided to go to Italy. I'm so glad you don't have to go through all of those companies to order a pizza because that (laughs) would just be way too confusing. 
Before we get to the story of the day, I am intrigued by all these dominoes. Let's get competitive. Which one of them would have been the best investment? Well, Tasha, let's just look at the big three because we don't have the research team to look at all the different dominoes around the world. But what, you're not going to tell me how Azerbaijan's <laughs> dominoes went? Well, DP Eurasia, who own uh, Azerbaijan dominoes, only listed in 2017. So we don't quite have the history there uh, as some of the others. So let's let's look at the big three. We've got Domino's Pizza, the franchisor, uh, the UK's Domino's Pizza Group and Australia's Domino's Pizza Enterprises. Over the last 10 years, the UK Domino's has returned 90%. So mm-hmm. you've almost doubled your money. Australia's Domino's has returned about 800%, while America's Domino's has returned over 1,000%. That's right, Domino's was a 10-bagger. And for context, Domino's Pizza in America has outperformed Apple over the past 10 years. Wow, so you can get those 10-baggers not just in the tech stocks. That's it, that's it. You can go into the fast food industry as well. (laughs) Yeah, now, Sasha, if we zoom out a little further, the UK Domino's listed on the London Stock Exchange in 1999, America's Domino's listed in New York in 2004, and Australia's listed in 2005. So if we take their whole history, since their IPO, America's Domino's is up 2,900%. The UK's Domino's is up 3,200%. And Australia's Domino's is up 3,300%. That is a lot of cheap pizzas that they're selling. I had no idea the pizza industry was so profitable. So that sets the context. These are businesses that have done incredibly well over the past couple of decades. So with that in mind, take me to 2015. What was the thinking around Italy? You're going to have to really convince me there's a good strategy here. (laughs) So in 2015, the American Domino's announced that they'd sold the Domino's master franchise to a company called E-Pizza. Basically, E-Pizza could start Domino's Italy. And they had big plans. The company opened a location in the Italian city of Milan in early October and hopes to open three more in the city by the end of the year. Domino's wanted to open 880 stores in Italy by 2030. Now, Sasha, that's almost 60 stores opening every year between 2015 and 2030. That's a very ambitious plan. So how did they think that they were going to win over the locals? Yeah, so they had two key points. The first was, quote, a structured national delivery service. And the former Domino's America CEO, Patrick Doyle, said in 2014 that there was hope yet for a distinctly American pizza chain to thrive in Italy because Italians didn't have many options for getting a pizza sent to their door. He said, quote, there's a lot of pizza, but not a lot of delivered pizza. And so that was the first, I guess, idea or the first leg of the strategy that Domino's had. They were going to bring delivery to Italy. The second leg of the strategy was that Domino's had a bit of a unique offering compared to the traditional Italian pizza makers with their American-style pizza toppings. You don't see pineapple on many pizzas in Italy and you certainly don't see Texas barbecue on many pizzas in Italy. So that was the second leg of the strategy. What's better than Texas barbecue chicken on top of tender pulled pork, on top of bacon, on top of me and Ed's world famous crust? Nothing. Podcasting isn't a visual medium, but honestly, if my eyebrows could get any higher, (laughs) they would. You mentioned before they said they were going to open 880 stores by 2030. How many 
did they open? 29. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) That's a far cry from 880. (laughs) Yes. What happened? So Domino's get the ball rolling in 2015. They start in Milan. Great place to start. They venture into other cities, including Turin, Bologna, Parma, and the capital, Rome. They don't, however, make it to Naples, the southern city where Pizza Margarita was created. But they're, you know, they've got a pretty good spread across Italy. Now, Sasha, when we think about Domino's here in Australia and wherever people are listening, when they think about Domino's, what's the one big advantage? Cheap. That's it. Price. They're cheaper (laughs) than most of their local competitors. But it wasn't the case in Italy. A pizza in an Italian restaurant can cost as little as five euros. Now, Sasha, I did some quick Googling and a Domino's pizza in Italy cost about six euros. So they didn't have the price advantage. There were some other issues, which I'm sure we'll get to. But after seven years, the Italian Domino's has declared bankruptcy. I'm not surprised at all, Alec. The best pizza of my life I had was in Naples and it was a religious experience. So I just, (laughs) I've never said that about Domino's. (laughs) So let's leave it there. You can tell that I'm going to be really hard to win over with this topic today. We're going to take a quick break and then let's unpack how it all went so wrong. 
And a lot of these local pizzerias who weren't offering delivery services started through these apps. And then, Sasha, COVID hit. Overseas to Italy now, where all 60 million residents are on lockdown. Restaurants got locked down and everyone turned to home delivery. And that just supercharged the whole delivery network. Every restaurant that was a holdout that didn't want to have their pizzas delivered had to have their pizzas delivered to stay in business. And for Domino's, this meant that the pizza delivery market, a market that they thought was pretty empty when they entered Italy in 2015, was suddenly flooded with new competition. Yeah. So can you elaborate on the other point then, which was American toppings? Yeah, so this was a bold bet. And looking back on the history, it's somewhat confusing. So when the chain launched in 2015, they were planning to create, quote, purely Italian recipes with purely Italian ingredients. They were looking to make Italian pizzas in a domino system and then deliver the moods we've spoken about. So alongside this purely Italian strategy they wanted to pursue, they also had their traditional Domino's toppings that they wanted to bring to the home of pizza. Looking at the Domino's Italy menu before it closed down, there were a lot of very American pizzas that you probably wouldn't call purely Italian recipes. A cheeseburger pizza, a barbecue chicken pizza, a Hawaiian pizza, those toppings that we know so well, but didn't go down well with Italian customers. Ah, proprio qui. Quelli che hanno inventato la pizza, io la portano qui. Crispy barbecue baking duck and bacon. Why do you need to put baking duck and bacon and red onion and barbecue sauce on a pizza? It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they had three competitive advantages. Price, pizza delivery and different toppings. And none of them panned out. Yeah, that's right. Their strengths in the US, the UK, Australia, most markets around the world couldn't really hold in the home of pizza. It all makes sense. You know, I travelled to Italy and I certainly didn't reach for the Domino's app when I was looking for my local pizza to order. I was going straight for the recommendations of the local pizzeria. So it doesn't surprise me that the Italians who are so proud of their food heritage didn't do the same. So to wrap it up for me, Alec, how big a deal is this Italian bankruptcy for the larger Domino's company? Is it threatening their business or can they basically accept this failure and continue to dominate in other markets? Look, it matters, but it doesn't really matter. And I think that's the beauty of a franchise model, that the franchisee, in this case E-Pizza, took on a lot of the risk when they decided to open up the Italian market and they're the ones that have declared bankruptcy at the moment. So for the Domino's parent brand, the American company, you know, they were distracted. It doesn't look great for them. They would have invested some time and effort uh, into expanding in Italy. But it doesn't affect their business in any other country meaningfully. They just redirect those resources and keep on keeping on. A lot of the other businesses, Britain's Domino's Pizza Group, Australia's Domino's Pizza Enterprises, it doesn't affect them at all. They might, you know, they're both in mainland Europe. They're probably not going to try and have a crack at Italy anytime soon. Someone else has learnt that lesson for them. So, Alec, one more question. Are you hungry yet? Starving. <laughs> well, well, let's leave it there and I'll let you go get a slice of pizza. Probably not from Domino's. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend about it. It really is the best way for the podcast to grow. And if you're listening because you've been referred, we have a growing back catalogue that is well worth checking out. Our last three episodes have covered celebrity crypto endorsements, a new weight loss pill, and Disney's fight to retain control of Mickey Mouse. There really is something for everyone. 
Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at thedive.businessnews. You can contact us by email, thedive at equitymates.com. And you can subscribe wherever you're listening right now so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, Alec. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. The Dive is a product of Equitymates Media. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of The Dive acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The hosts of The Dive are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast.